Oh, right. It's art party. Welcome Hi. back. Hi. I, I'm Andrew Wilson. <laughs> I'm Jamie Stearns. This is uh, episode 22. We're doing this one remote. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Jamie's in Brooklyn. Yes. New York. Uh, I'm in Seoul, Korea. And uh, it's a big day in New York because all of the restrictions just lifted. What, yesterday, two days ago? I mean, I guess, yeah, it's at the <laughs> word on the street. I, I mean, yeah, like it, the things, have, things have lifted, but at the same time, I feel New York is, New York is back, baby. <laughs> it's That's like, a, I, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm, missing, I'm missing New York. It's been exciting to see everyone just going wild, like from the ground. I know me and Russ were just talking before um, recording this, but um, yeah, what's going tell tell the tell the listeners around the world what's up what's up with Korea? What's up with Seoul? What's, we're your pretty name? we're pretty much just like frozen in the pandemic era. They uh, they finally started doing vaccines pretty aggressively at like the start of the month, uh, and so I think it's twenty five percent vaccinated, and so like they're making some good progress. They're you know everything like government wise like it's very speedy here once they get it running. And so, yeah, they're gonna, I guess, start lifting restrictions next month. The border stuff is still tricky, but they're gonna start easing that. I'm excited because uh, restaurants will be open until midnight uh, starting next month. We can have parties with seven people. Right now it's 10 p.m. and four people, which is hard to have a dinner party with four people. You can only do like, you know, two couples or something like that. Um, but yeah, otherwise museums are open, galleries are open. You know, you do, you check in with your QR code everywhere you go and feel safe. But uh, yeah, want the no, New, York is, New York is, New York is healing. New York is alive. I mean, one, it's like the warm weather obviously helps. New York in the summer, you know, it's just the most fabulous place. Prime, Everyone, prime time, everyone's, best. Everyone's yes. dripping with sexiness and coolness and just looking fabulous and amazing. Um, so that's just like a standard in New York. But then now because of this, you know, kind of this vaccine stuff and, you know, New York has been pretty aggressive with all that, all that stuff, vaccinations. Have you it's been to like, the beach um, yet? I, well, I didn't go to the beach here yet. I want to go this weekend, but I've heard it's like a mob scene. But like, honestly though, like even just like walking around, like if you go like, you know, like Dime Square, like Lori side and like on like a Friday, you know, like a Friday or side, it's like, in, it's like bananas. It's like, it so cool. like there's yeah. like streets that are just like cordoned off. So it's just like rest, like people are just like eating in the streets and they're packed. It's like pretty intense. It's pretty amazing, but it's also like kind of like, whoa, it's a lot. Um, but like, no, everyone's just like, like people still wear like masks in the sub, you know, subway and stuff like that, just because like be, be a decent human. Some people do, like there's I've seen more and more more people not, but most people do. Oh, and like when you go inside, like you know, people are wearing, but it's like very like the the whole like I don't know mental frame of mind and like the kind of mental pressure. It's like really way more relaxed, and everyone's just straight up chilling and everybody's, oh. everybody's just trying to make out and like like do do the thing and yeah no it's really it feels very much like it's like pulsy and back in a certain way it's not fully back obviously but um yeah no it definitely feels good do you have but, to if you go to a if you go to a gallery or a museum do people put masks on if you're gonna like go to MoMA yeah. or yeah yeah no you still have to do that you still wear masks inside um in galleries and stuff like that and there's still like 
there's a few there's a few places even some galleries they still want you to like write your email like for, for tracing oh, right. not all of them do it anymore but like that's still kind of um like in present in some cases but i don't know just like being like not a total asshole like just where you know even if you are vaccinated just like for like i don't know common courtesy but i have to say in comparison like i went to miami a few oh, yeah. weeks ago and miami's like on like a whole like miami's like what pandemic like what coronavirus it seems like, like a, lawless, is, a lawless state it was like i was like i was like kind of even though new york's been getting better and it's like super like way more chill and relaxed and fun and like it miami was like on a whole different trip it was like <laughs> unbelievable it was like smoking inside like it was just like a whole like it was like i mean it was just like a whole another level of like uh back to life so um yeah no new york is fantastic it's great and i'm i'm i'm, I'm really loving being able to go out to restaurants and just like whatever and i really it's nice though it's still there's still like because it's nice outside the outdoor seating which i think is quite it's really great like it's nice ah, to phenomenal yeah. it's good it's like the vibe is the vibe is good yeah it feels good but also feels like i don't know kind of like a typical new york summer thing it's not too okay. great, but it feels good it feels good and i don't know i guess like I, I maybe I'm too old. Like I'm not trying to party until like four in the morning, but now you can. So like good, good for people. Good, the rave, the raves will be, the dance parties will be back and all oh, that stuff. Phenomenal. And yeah, so what did you see in Miami? Did you do art stuff or you were just yeah. like- I did a little bit of art stuff. I did mostly, first of all, like Miami, like people need to go. Like, cause the only times I've gone before in the past, <laughs> is for the art fair for you know yeah, for yeah, i've never been for like a normal reason no seriously i highly recommend because it's like it's it's so great i ha i don't know how to like uh, it is like more integrated like culture like um in terms of race and class than mm. new york is by far like one it's like extremely like there's uh like just like a predominance of like non-white people like that was like you know like just hanging out and the people that are people were in the in the area and communities of things and like that was super great to see and people are just like chilling and have like everyone's just there to have a good time and like right you know girls looking fantastic with literally like two inches of clothing like on you know <laughs> like like and just Every, and I'm like, I have the smallest ass in this whole like city, you know, like, all, but I was like loving it. It was so beautiful. Um, and just, yeah, just, they were just like down there. Everyone's just chilling and down. And then you'd be at these restaurants where it's like a family with like two kids and like a, a dog and like parent, you know, like they look like they're from wherever, middle of nowhere or something. And they're just chilling next to like a group of like teenage boys that are like, shirtless and chilling you know but everything is just like chill there isn't this like Love oh it. this like isn't for this is like and we went to like um you know to all different types of places all different types of price ranges and everyone's just like inter intermixed and everyone's just having fun i loved it the vibe was super super awesome art you know obviously the um kind of the art deck of the architecture is very, oh, it's the best yeah it's just like it's so great and it's glamour like, right now yeah and like you know like we had some good food the, you know some cute some great cubans little spots it's great and then um yeah saw some art um what did you see 
We went to what was the the the, was the contemporary art center, the one that what is the Gartenfeld does? What is this? Oh name? yeah, yeah, over the design district, the ICA. Yeah, yeah, the ICA. That was really good. That was that's a really great space. It's such a like small, compact museum, but the architecture is great. And he's just, he, the, the 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 shows were really well installed and they were interesting. Um, they were good. I mean, it was interesting. Like a lot of them are not like they're from like they're artists from New York or from you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Which, that's fine. But they were interesting shows nonetheless. I don't I don't remember off the top of my head who was up there because um, that was a few weeks ago. But they were good. Um, and I was happy to see the space. And then we went to the Dela Cruz. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Big like money. That's, that's big blue chip. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that, that vibe Tell is- Tell me your opinion. Tell me your opinion. Have you been to that space? Tell me yeah. your opinion about it. I, yeah, it's, 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 this, it's still a space that's like right next to the ICA, right? Or yeah, like exactly. block. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like they just went to like a few art fairs and bought like all of the biggest, most like gigantic shit from what, like Gagosian and, cause it's still like, I mean, when I went, it was like big ass sterling rubies and uh like you know wade guyton i mean some of the stuff i really like, like they definitely bought like i know they have some great like felix gonzalez torres yeah. and yeah. like weird like uh, gabriel orozco stuff like up on the upper floors but otherwise yeah. it's like nate loman like exactly. i mean it is like not my vibe and you're kind I, of like oh like this is where that that ends up okay all right cool yeah, yeah no i seriously that's the exact same thought that i had i mean they have these amazing collections of these incredible like you know like you know like latin like art you know they have this incredible like little wing of like animandietti things yeah that's like, where it's oh, really like, like, oh my god this is great like i'm loving this and then some of the other pieces i, I had the same exact i'm like this is i'm like this is where this stuff goes <laughs> like like you know like like these like shitty like dan cullen like the, exactly yeah i'm like this is where this is where this crap goes and this is why these people have this career because somehow it goes to these types of things and i mean like but the, uh, whatever that's it's their it's their money their place their, their taste they can do what they want but i was almost like having an excruciating experience of just like who is installing this because it was like <laughs> the building is like big it has capacity like it has the, it has the it has the bones to like be it like a well kind of curated space but it's just like it's just not it was I, it was slapped all over the place everything was just all over the place like things didn't make sense like things were in the middle things were on the sides like they were like just in these it was just like i was like so who like they need to hire just then like a really good curate curatorial installer or something because it was just all over the place. I mean, some of the pieces like obviously like you know the the you know, kind of the probably the earlier collected pieces and stuff of you know really they're great to see, but um, yeah. kind of was yeah. like ah. Uh, but you Everyone know there's, 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 like there was like a set like price there that was great. Like you know there's these there's these well, that just stuck <laughs> out and they're like, well that's that was that's a great piece. Like right yeah 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 no you can't paint it as like a totally like ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they yeah. also like a really amazing. Yeah. I would like to own a big weight guy Tim and hang it on my yeah. window. A lot of yeah. that stuff. So exactly. Yeah, no, it's just kind of like I, the consideration of things together in a room, which I was like, whoa. But um, yeah, no, I didn't see too much more uh, art than that. I didn't go to the Arbotic Museum. I try. I, I was gonna. I tried to go, but like I was. I was like. I was very busy trying to get 
um, sun poisoning on the beach because the yeah. beach was great. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. Right. But uh, Miami hi highly recommends it, and it's so cheap. It's like was so cheap. Anyways, but uh, back That's to New York. Cool. New York is also bumping. I, there's like a lot. The shows, lots of shows. Even though it's the summer, I think it's because like you know New York's back a little bit. There's like, like pent up. There's like pent up. Like yeah. like artists have probably have been like waiting to do their shows, right? I bet I would imagine yeah. some people didn't want to do it it's coming do back it. man it's coming it's 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 i've been like seeing shows i went to see a solution yeah yeah what was I, cool? I did i did my jamie like uh whirlwinds for, you framed like, up years. a storm i felt like it was, I was good like, it was good i wish you were here i wish you were here wish you were here what was the uh, same what were the highlights well i went uptown well i have a little i have a few notes because i'm a, I, yeah, I have a terrible yeah, memory yeah. right now the, I saw a few things. Well, like the what is it? I can't pronounce. Was it Huma Baba? Is it? Baba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That, I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of the work of her of, of the work, but like, I it was it was nice. It was good, and also, I don't know. Upton Galleries. I love going. To, they're so fun to see because it's just like you're like you're just in these old house like house. Well, old in terms of New York standard, like old mm. houses, you know, like these spirally staircases and the carpeted entryways and the sh you know big weird windows and the molding so it's kind of fabulous so that was good and then i saw this kippenberger at was a scar scarstead Scarstead, oh, yeah. um, and it was just like that was, the one I, I sent you the picture of it's Looks like so they're so good but yeah that was really Wait, good. describe it though it's him it's him when he like posed in like it's like a kimono right that his like third wife or something took the photo you know more about it but it's not like he's like got like three legs sort of and he's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. like moving around he's wearing this hat no but it just was like really great i was like oh it's like seeing an old friend i was when i'm like oh so that was really good and then the carol bovet show i mean i don't what's your feelings about her i'm personally not a fan however yeah, well i to me i no i shouldn't say i'm not a fan i i i think a lot of the like it's it's impressive for sure uh to me like the recent stuff with with the like the raw metal and the uh the i mean the the kind of like john chamberlain thing i'm like oh like i get it like it's nice very shiny very very elegantly done to me, it's just like a little too Chamberlain-y. It's a little bit kind of like the same thing over and over, a little over overhyped in my opinion. But um, I, every artist I know loves her. And of course, like the work that she's done around, uh, like her installations early on. Um, I know she's doing, well, I, I know she's doing like curatorial work she's done is really interesting too. But um, I don't know, are you a fan? I'm not. <laughs> not like the biggest quote unquote i'm not a fan necessarily but i respect it's like it's like seeing yeah. it's like i'm not really into like i wouldn't be like oh like i know this flute musician like i'm into flute music <laughs> or something but i appreciate like this person really knows how to flute like we're like i don't even agree with that. No, it's, it's nice when you it's see like, like operating at that like high level yes. and like yes. clearly getting exactly what they want yes. in the way and it's but like so it's just not to my taste but like yeah i'm like it's yeah cool. there's a little bit of there's a little bit of fetish fit you know what i'm saying everything's so like so perfect and you know like have you ever seen her like i've seen her studio before like it's just it's like it's like a baby factory you know it's just like she's got so many you know and it's just and everything's so precise and so pristine 
and like that coated like the like the the powder coating like on the metal pieces it's like there isn't one bubble like there isn't one and yeah. like everything's so fucking perfect that yeah. you're like that's insane but also hyper impressive so yeah, perfection. Like that yeah, thing. That it's great that yeah it's kind of this it's like okay like you're you're like take you're like like you know like i could just even i feel like the orchestration of like installing and like the white gloves and the like literally like like millimeter adjustments for angling like that type of thing it's like kind of like oh my god but also like kind of like oh my god so i don't know there's something to that so and she had this room it was like there's like this room with like these kind of like drapes that were kind of stained and a little bit like adding it was all fine you know but it was it was it's definitely one of those things it's like if i was like a rich person and i was like I, what is contemporary art like I feel like that would be like what you would want to buy and like get so yeah, it's definitely like like come over and see my contemporary art exactly like exactly. wow that's a very impressive rich rich art piece I bought it at the exactly. David exactly. gallery it's like exactly. okay, cool. it might be at what's it called what was that tv show with the what's it with the um Giamatti billions is it billions oh yeah I love that show you know, when they have like you know like whenever there's like rich wall street vibes or like people that are like hedge funding bros and they're just like their offices and then they're like like I have Jasper Jasper Johns's flags in my bedroom, like kind of thing. Anyways, one of those things. But moving on, moving on. And then downtown, there's a lot of bunch of cute little stuff going on. Um, yeah, no, there was some good shows. There was some good shows. Nothing that was like I have to say, Karma. I don't know what type of funny money they have or what they, you know, but they they really bring it. I mean, there's this one. Like Kathleen Ryan. Yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah. It's just that. There's this pumpkin, bro. It's just like. I keep seeing it on the ground. There like, is this giant jack-o'-lantern. And it is bedazzled and bestetted and geodesic crystallized like to such perfection. It is so amazing. And then there's like these cherries and stuff and these other, whatever. But this, it's like, there is, yeah, it's fucking incredible. Like, you know, it's great. It's like, it's it's both like accessible and kitschy, but like so well done and, and such a high level yeah. that you're just like, games gotta respect the game. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wow, wow. Yeah, that, they look amazing. Um, and yeah, that the Karma Gallery—they just keep pulling rabbits out of the hat. I don't quite understand where all the where all the ideas and and stuff comes from. But it's uh, we even had a we had a a Karma show here. Uh, gosh, when was that? A couple months ago, through various small fires, uh, which had the LA Gallery as an outpost here, and they hosted. Uh, and it was great, you know, little little Dyke Blair paintings. Can't get enough. Just beautiful little paintings of cocktail glasses and. I would I would happily buy one of those if I had if I had some money swashing around. So yeah. I mean I I can't they have very good taste. Like, you know, like you can't you can't fake it. You can't fake like that kind of like nuance, yeah. just like taste. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a there's a level of taste. Like I, I don't know. Anyways. It was the, I think that's definitely worth worth check, checking out if you're in the, if you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, but no, it's like 
there's just so much there's a lot to see people are putting the shows out people are hopping around looking adorable i i'm like oh god i was when i was doing the walking around i also um happened to come across like uh like this kind of like uh, pr uh printed matter swiss Institute. i don't think it's printed matter but swiss oh, that wild. it's like zine little cute zine fest on saint mark's for like a block and it was just like i'm like i am old and yeah, I don't know. It's one of those realities. <laughs> it's just like going around like that area. Everyone's half like, your age buying like, that. Yeah, the, and, like, and I'm just like, it's like, well, oh my god, it's amazing though. Like they're the the youth, the youth are out. They're they're wearing outfits and they, they're they having fun. Really, I saw that they they, yeah. just, they gather in the parks, right? And they uh, they dance they the dance, and then the police come and just do ridiculous bullshit. But then they, they gather they party elsewhere. And, their bellies are showing and they're looking adorable. It's super cute. It's like super great. It sounds amazing. Yeah. No, New York is great, but New York, I mean, I don't know. I miss, I miss you. I miss OSU. Well, hopefully you'll get to come through. I think uh, <laughs> my guess is by like the fall that, that Americans will be able to really easily come in pretty soon. If you're, so, yeah. Pretty soon if you uh, are vaxxed and you're visiting family, you can come visit. And so then yeah, once a few more months pass, because um, it's funny, I mean, yeah, it's like galleries have kept programming. No one does openings really. It'll be kind of like semi, like official, kind of unofficial opening. There'll be like a kind of, kind of like what New York was doing, I guess, when things were under control, where it's like, you know, the opening will last like four hours or six hours and you can kind of drop by. And, um, yeah. but yeah, I think, yeah, stuff will come back. All right, you talk more. I've been talking too much. Oh, man. Okay, so I'll do a quick <laughs> of what I've seen um, in case anyone wants to, you know, hop on the gram because right now you'd have to spend two weeks in quarantine to see shows in Korea. But um, let me see. There's, there's, so like the museums here are just, I feel like I talk about this over and over, but they're like so incredible. I mean, the, the National Museum of Modern Contemporary Art, they have like four giant branches and at the Seoul one right now, I think you would be at least like amused by this, Jamie, like, or you might be really into it. It's this, uh, it's this painter named Huang Jae Hyung. Uh, he is, I'm trying to do the math in my head, born in 52, so turning 70 this year, maybe 70 already. And his, he was part of like the Minjung movement. So like eighties kind of like political people's art, but he worked in a mine uh, when he was in his early thirties and um, made it kind of part of his art practice. And so like worked for a number of years and painted scenes from the mine. And those are pretty impressive. Like if you hop on, if you just Google like MMCA soul, people will see them. Um, but then he also made these insane sculptures that are basically like if Klaus Oldenburg worked with coal. And so like he was like, he was working in the coal mine and then started making sculptures out of coal, including like these giant like bento style lunch boxes where it's like all of like the food in them. Some of it's been painted, but it's made out of coal. And so there's like these giant lumps of coal with like coal chopsticks. It's really, I mean, it's it's, is, it, is it colored or is it all just like black? It's mostly black, but then some colored. So like, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like maybe like the kimchi was like painted a little bit. And like, it's like so, they're gigantic and so elaborate. And it's truly like, like, this is a vision. This is like truly like, I mean, you know, and so I cannot imagine like living with one of these paintings of like, you know, just like, like eight men in a dark mine, like eating lunch or like this giant sculpture of a, of a coal lunchbox. But you're like, 
this is just like straight up visionary kind of outsider self-taught art. It's incredible. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, and then I've just been doing a lot of museums here. I feel like uh, one that people should check out when I, when they come through is there's this museum called Museum San, which is about like hour and a half east of Seoul. Crazy Tadao Ando building, uh, just like beautiful, gorgeous collection of mostly like post-war Korean art. So like Kim Won Ki, Han Mook, uh, Nam Jun Pak. And of course, like, because it's like a big, beautiful um, place, they also have like a whole like building of James Terrell pieces, which like kind of, you know, it's like James Terrell, like, oh, it's like, you know, can be hit or miss, but this is really like, whoa, damn, uh, impressive Terrells. And they also have, it's like a full on resort. They have like a meditation chamber you can go into. And so like, it's a really like a full lifestyle experience. You go, you see some art, they have a cafe, so you can get some cake, like very Korean experience, cake and coffee. Uh, you do the Terrell and then you can like go and meditate. Uh, they kind of like guide you through and it's in Korean, but um, so of course I can't understand anything, but like they give you the text beforehand and I'm kind of like, oh, I can pretend like I understand uh, what I'm supposed to be doing as I meditate. Um, that was lovely. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other shows what have I seen? Oh, so Pace Gallery just opened their new space here. Gigantic, beautiful. And they started with Sam Gilliam, the, the uh, I guess he's late 80s now, the, the revered uh, African-American painter and like pretty impressive, um, like crazy abstractions, just like super dense. They reminded me a little bit of like Howardina Pindell, like the pieces that she does with uh, the little bits of cut paper and so forth, because they're essentially like from a distance, they're white with these kind of like slight fields of color. And then you get up close and I mean, he's just, he's just worked like layer upon layer. Um, they're impossible to photograph, but super weird, cool paintings. And what does this space have for God's it's like they're like a university with these like, like global sites. Oh no, it's insane. It's like how many do they have? I don't know. Yeah, the paces just keep coming. I mean, we've had a real like rash of <laughs> here. We had Koning open a couple months ago, Ropak um, opening uh in a couple months. Now freeze is coming. Um do you think it's because it's, do, do you think that the kind of the, the influx of it being in Korea is the proximity, is there some, because is there like proximity to uh, the rest of East Asia, like China and like stuff like that. And then, but maybe because of the legal like laws and stuff like that for getting, yeah, do, you that, yeah. do you think that makes sense? Yeah, I think that's what I've like, heard from dealing hard to, Like be harder to open up a gallery in China yeah, I know that like, if you're doing mainland China, I think it can be, as a business thing, a little tricky. Uh, and I know that, I think it's Beijing where the tax issues, at least once upon a time, were kind of tricky. And yeah, my understanding is that like before COVID, obviously, like Seoul was a place where like business people, wealthy families, it was like, a, it was a good hub. Like, you know, you'd come and come through a few times a year, whether for business or vacation or just even with the airport, it's like a place where you have a lot of layovers. And so you can, you can kind of like do business for a couple of days. I think the, the business environment is really favorable here in terms of like tax law. I know that the, the Japanese just, I think, changed their tax laws around art to be more competitive. And so yeah. they're to um, draw people there. But 
Yeah. And then, I mean, talking to people, I think there's some like, there's to some degree, some apprehension about Hong Kong. Uh, Like obviously people will go where there's money to be made and Hong Kong's a huge hub. But I think like, given the instability in terms of the legal situation and some corporations moving. um, So yeah, I think everyone should move to Seoul. I uh, endorse that. I strongly endorse that. I mean, uh, yeah, the museum infrastructure here is so incredible. Um, and then, of course, like there are these great, like, uh, you know, long running galleries here, like Kunde uh, and Kukche, where you have like, you know, a real history of art collecting around, uh, yeah, like, you know, post-war Korean avant-garde stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, what yeah, I was curious about the influx of kind of, um, you know, U.S. and European yeah i'm interested to see like yeah if it supports it and then like to what i'm I'm super curious to see like to what degree uh they decide to like take on korean artists versus like you know just plopping down and being like yeah that's that's always for me a little bit annoying like you know like even in terms of like regional like we've talked about in the past before it's like you go to like I don't know, you go to a, a gallery and whatever, like someplace like Miami or you go to someplace in like whatever, I don't know, whatever place, St. Louis or something, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just kind of like, it's just like, oh, here's the, the Roth, one Rothko, here's right. the one, da, 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 here's the one, you know, you're just like, I don't like, I'm like, I'm sure there's some local talent and like, yes. local no, that's a really important yeah. cause. That's a really important uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I remember the thing that about the SF, the SF MoMA, the SF MoMA. I was like, oh, they could do so much better. They could do so much better. There's so much history here. There's so much history. Of so I know they have like the SF MoMA. At least, yeah, when I went, they had like one or two galleries for California art, and it was like yeah. often like the old building. It like really wasn't new. Mm-hmm. But like, and they're like, here's our giant collection of like Gerhard Richter and Anselm Kiefer. And you're like, oh, exactly. God. Why do I need I to, have to see one more director? I swear to God. <laughs> Here's another painting of my like aunt from the war. It's like, oh Jesus. Oh, <laughs> we're in San Francisco. Oh, why we? Um, I have to say, why like I don't know. It's like you're Richter and Ansel Keeper. They just it's like they they feel that they say they feel they, I mean another I mean Richter rules. I, I will say I'm not gonna shit on Richter. I mean uh, but yeah, Kiefer, oh god. Isn't did it, isn't there like that crazy Richter document, that Richter documentary? It's like so serious. That's my it's, favorite it's, movie. It's my it's so it's my good though. I only after I saw that was I like, okay, all right. Like I'm a little bit on board here. <laughs> if anyone is listening to this has not seen this movie. It is, yeah, <laughs> painting. it is exactly you watch it and you're like he's a true master this is a, <laughs> a true, like, i sound like the collector like going to the upper east side now to buy my contemporary art you're just like this guy's hardcore it's also like the most uh like meditative movie like just yeah. weird and, like slow and like i think the first yeah. five times i tried to watch it i fell asleep like <laughs> Because it's just like him with his like damn squeegee thing. It's just like <laughs> people can't yeah, see no, it. Yeah, just like scraping down. Yeah, the no, kind of no, it's just like yeah, there'll be like kind of like this like overlay of like just like paint strokes, but it's like kind of like on glass, and then there's like kind of like footage of him, and then this like slow like narration and soft like music and the kind of just undergrounding it all, and you're just like oh, it's very yeah. very contemplative, extremely extremely like not like it's just very um I don't know not it's 
it's focused. It's like, it's like, you know, like, let me take you on this journey. <laughs> like in this, we're going to take you into this room of your mind. Join exactly. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, I can go on about that forever. Like I, what I, one thing I loved about it though, is I do like the fact that they got some footage of uh, like before any of the like scraping comes in. And so you see like the first layer of abstraction and they just look like kind of like weird, like, I don't know, Hans Hoffman paintings or something. They're just these like kind of 1950s things. And then the scraping starts and you're like, whoa, this is hardcore. And then I also love like, there are so many like sweet little cameos in that where like Miriam Goodman shows up and uh, like they've known each other forever. And it's just like so sweet to have like this kind of like veteran little, like kind of smart little woman dealer. And he's kind of like this, you know, it's just like, there's such a fun camaraderie and shorthand in the way they talk. And also I think, I think it's also in that one where like Benjamin Buchlo shows up and you get to see like, like the great like German art historian and like, and obviously he's like done interviews with Richter where they've kind of like fought out the issues and like to just that kind of high level German experience. I can, uh, so German. Say. oh my gosh. That's, oh. I don't know. I mean, the movie's great. Everyone should watch the movie. What is it called? Like, what is it's just it? called Gerhard Richter painting. Painting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's and, really and good. It's good. Classic. It's like Arvo Park or something. It's like very like still and you get to. I'm still not fully convinced though. Like every, I have to, I have to admit every time I see a Richter in basically every museum, <laughs> there's at least one, <laughs> but I'm just like, well, there you are. <laughs> good for you. I'm not like, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, you know, you know, who doesn't do that? You mentioned, you know, like Oldenburg. I can, Oldenburg can be in every single museum and every single place in the world. And I'm still like, you, you clever little bat, you. <laughs> like, I'm still like, you know, like every time it's still a little, it's like, maybe, maybe I'm just like dark energy and he's pretty dark energy. He's so dark. Yeah, yeah he's very yeah, dark. Real, but like, you know, he's like, you know, like every time that if it's a sketch, if it's a big thing, if it's one of, you know, whatever, I'm always like, there you, I'm, I'm always like, you know, still, still excited to see it. You know, still excited. Probably. To see it. I, I grew up in Minneapolis with the uh, the spoon and cherry right next to the Walker Art Center, and that's like that sculpture is like the uh, the monument of of the city in a lot of ways, and it's just such a funny, like kind of creepy, weird uh, thing to have there floating in the middle of the sculpture yeah. garden. It's so good. Anyways. Ah, well, we got. I don't even know what the topic was. We got a little off topic. I, know. Um, I spiraled you out of control as usual. I oh. put you on a path, the path you did not want to go down, and yet you were there. Do you? Uh, I I want to hear about. I mean, we we had thought about talking about sports, sports and art, sports. but also sports. just like he was like watching sports. Jamie's a great sports fan. I always uh, try to like get into <laughs> sports, but then I just watch like you know the finals of the tennis tournament. Or well, I, I grew up in Jersey with two like Italian American brothers. So it's just kind of like, it's literally like, I don't know, for me, like having like sports on, like even just blaring like in the TV, it's a very, it's very uh, familiar and very soothing in a certain sense. But no, sports are great. I love sports. I love sports. I love sports. I love all sports. Um, right now there's a lot of different finals going. There's playoffs, there's the hockey, there's the, I'm into the basketball. I'm really into basketball. I mean, I've, I've always liked basketball, but I'm like super into it because I, I got crazy into March Madness, like in that job this year, because there wasn't really much, not much else to do. Yeah, there was COVID times. 
and now there's, you know, now it's basketball and it's been crazy though. Cause it's like now, like, this is when you can kind of see the level of the U S kind of uptick of, you know, like yeah, there, yeah. there are people back in that stadium, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there, it's not like the weird, like Lego people in the stands. Like it's like real people, like, you know, and you can hear the crowd and some venues you can see like the Utah jazz. It's like, that's like max capacity. Like it's like full, it's like max capacity I almost. It's I didn't crazy. realize that. I did, that's the yeah, it's thing. like, yeah. it's yeah. like, that's like hella full. Like, I mean, like other places is not like, maybe it's like, I don't know, like 40% or 60%, you know, okay. but other places it's just like, it's like what Corona and yeah, no, the energy and yeah, right now there was, um, the Knicks were in there, Knicks were my team, like, for, you know, I long suffering. suffering. Yeah, like, no, like, I'm a Knicks fan, but like they're just <laughs> long suffering team. Terrible. At least they made but it they made, yeah, they made. So I was, that's why I started watching it. I was so was happy like, for Spike Lee, right? Because he's like the number one. He's like, like the number one. Do you know that Spike Lee is the one who brought like the kind of whole trend with the new era hats into like the whole stage? Yeah. So he, because he's, you know, he has courtside seats, saw the Knicks games and. I think it was like during like the 80s, like early 90s, whatever. He would be, you know, on the, he'd be there and they would take, you know, on camera and stuff like that. And he would get um, these custom hats. Like he would have, he would be wearing these custom hats. Like, you know, like the Yankees is this color, whatever this color, like the brim is this and different, different things. And, and he, he would get them made. And then that became a trend because people were seeing that, um, that he was doing it. And then it just kind of created this whole phenomenal kind of industry. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, he's super cool. But anyways, poor Nets didn't do, but didn't ah, do but, at least the Nets, but we right? still have the Nets. We still have the Nets. Yeah, I feel kind of like like I don't like. I mean, I will. I'm rooting for them because Knicks aren't in it. But you, I, I don't know. For, I don't know about other sports fans, but I kind of feel a little like I'm cheating. I'm, I feel a little guilty. Yeah, like to be like rooting for another team in a certain sense. But the Nets are great, and the Nets they have um, Steve Nash, who's this great former basketball player. He was a great like. He's like an all-star. The all-time. Um, yeah, he was, he was a great basketball player. And he's the coach of it. And he's doing a freaking great job. He's doing a great job. And the Nets team is really great. I don't like Barclay Center. Like, I hate that. It's I hate that no, stadium. But anyways, yeah, the, the Nets, you know, the hope, hope they get it. And then the Sixers are in it. And so I'm, you know, very East Coast girl over here. So but it's great, though. But I was kind of thinking, so basketball super fun. Got to watch it. Got to love it. And also, it's just kind of like, we're back sort of like the fans are there the people are there it's great but i was thinking this when you kind of said you wanted to talk about sports and i was like i don't really know you know like like sports and art because i'm like all i know is like matthew barney used to do something with sports well right he was on the uh i mean i was i was trying i've always thought someone should do a show about like uh yeah like artists who have either made work about sports or have have been uh sports people themselves i mean yeah because barney um played football for yale i think what that was in like his when he was doing the uh like j crew modeling and stuff too he's such too. a like i don't know white boy hottie it's like a string <laughs> like he's such a pretty amazing he's a pretty amazing <laughs> No, but um, I, you know, I was like, I can't really like rack my brain of like art, like I mean, you could if you get wanted to go that lane. But I was thinking more of this other kind of concept of like talent, right? Well, yeah, that, that that's this, idea, this idea of talent, this idea of talent. So something like sports, it's like yes, like it's like a, you know, you you something you're born you're born with certain things, skill, you know, certain abilities and then you work you have to work really freaking hard you know like you have to put in the put in the hours do, do the do the work 
and you got to have a little bit of luck. You don't get injured. All this, you know, all this other stuff It's combination of all these things and this, and this, but then at the end of the day, like if you're an incredible player, like you can't, it's like undeniable, you know, like even if in your, even if you're on a crap team, if you're, you know, your bad team, whatever, yeah. and even if you have yeah. like a bad year or whatever, whatever, you, there's just like this kind of, there are these people that just are the, they rise to the top and you can just tell, like they just have this, this talent. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, you know, you can see it. And it's like this thing with like this idea of like, do like artists, like visual artists, like, is there like an equivalent like thing of like talent? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's like some sort of like, like, is does that even like, I mean, obviously it matters. And there are examples of that, especially, you know, like when you see it, especially in like painting and you know what I'm saying right now with the kind of like the rise of like, you know, figured it all so many fucking figurative paintings and I'm going to die if I've seen another figure, but like, you know, but like, you know, that kind of thing, like back in the day. But it's like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, but now we've, we're in such a modern, in such a contemporary modern, post, 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 post modern kind of concept of art and and what is about, you know what I'm saying? What is that? Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like, it's like cheesy to be good, like good in that way. You know what I'm right. saying? Talented, like, you know, like, like whatever, like National Academy of Arts way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, or is, like, this is like the total, like, yeah, I feel like the, the, the real direct, direct parallel was probably like 19th century where it was like the salon and the like, you know, they knew who was good. They were like, this guy can really like paint up some allegorical scenes. This guy really knows his like mythology. Look at the kind of like oil handling on that that painting of the king or the Aristo or, uh, but yeah, now it's a little bit more confusing. But I mean, your point about kind of like the greatness and playing on a crappy team. I mean, it also just thinks about how like, I think it is true that like, I mean, great artists, it context still matters like when you see an artist with like a particular in a particular like gallery where like they clearly like feel a kind of like competitiveness or like a, a, an ability um to like or like a need to to live up to a certain space or something or like the kind of jumps that uh i mean i think about like oh, what's a good example um I mean, here's like a really like direct and maybe like too direct or like charged example. But I remember like when Jordan Wolfson, like when was he, when, when Zwerner was like, we're gonna show Jordan Wolfson, it's like, whoa, like, okay. Like coming up to the major leagues, like seeing a Jordan Wolfson installation at a venue, like that means like something so different and a kind of like a talent being like, oh shit, like, you know, what do I deliver in this space versus like, if I'm gonna do that work elsewhere. Um, Is that just about money? though like in just about like resources like do you know what I'm saying it might because... be I think about like you know if uh if you're gonna go if you're gonna play if you're gonna like join the Lakers and play with LeBron you're gonna be like all right like I'm gonna learn from LeBron I need to step up my game and like maybe this is a really tortured analogy but I think about like <laughs> artists get like certain shows it's like oh, I got like my artist space show or something like now I have to like really bring well that's kind of an interesting point because Corey even mentioned that when we when we talked with him kind of he was his show at Queen F. Tolly and he's like oh like I'm showing at the space I have to bring it I'm like at this you know this kind of yeah you know kind of yeah yeah yeah. no I hear I hear that but you know for me though it's like kind of all like you know something like a Warner level you know what I'm saying it's like so entangled with like so with resources you know it's right. like they have they have the they have the budget like they have 
the money to like like to hire like whatever like a, a me me mechanical specialist and a computer like specialist for Wolfson's robots you know what right. I'm saying right. and like being able to kind of get the, the best experts to you know literally facilitate kind of just the vision making right and like that kind of like level of that you know it's like Richard Sarah it's like you know it's like come on you know it's like you keep what, is he gonna lift it himself? <laughs> it's like, you know, there has to be like, you know, like there has to be like all this stuff. So it's kind of this, I hear what you're saying though, but I hear what you're saying and that kind of idea of like pushing it up, but doesn't that then in itself like create this dilemma of this kind of the the the, the environment in which we're, we're all existing in now where these kind of mega galleries and the ones that can have this kind of expanded like thing. Well, you know, say, like, there's the, there's the parallel with, yeah, certain, certain major league just uh, companies, right? Cause it's like certain, certain like baseball teams can just write huge checks that others cannot. And so it's like, there is certain parallel there with like a Zorn. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing that they, there's this conversation in sports because it's like you know a lot of the a lot of the bigger teams that make the you know like the more revenue and stuff they're the, the it's like a east coast west coast kind of thing and yeah. because a lot and a lot of you know a lot of um, you know players like younger players they don't want to go to like the middle of wherever you know in the middle of the country yeah. somewhere you know and like there's this kind of like talent thing like a shortage in terms of that stuff you know so and it's like really like creates these different scales of economies of who gets recruited and the types of like, you know, franchises that these things get built out of, but I don't know. I hear what you're saying though. I can't help thinking about, you know, what's it called? Did you see the last dance, the Michael Jordan um, documentary? Oh my gosh, yeah, crazy. Oh, he's such a, he's, he, he's, he's such an insane person. He's amazing. He's an artist. Like, I mean, like, oh my God, that's, that, that's, uh, he's on, he's operating on a whole nother level. Yeah, and that's what I'm really interested too. talk about like, yeah, I mean, there's certain, there's certain, athletes that truly like yeah. you watch them and the way they think especially like with the last dance where you see Jordan behind the scenes and I'm like oh my god like you remind me of like the most like psychotic artists <laughs> who are talented and successful but like Person, are, just, yeah. are just like so deranged and will like kill anyone to succeed but also has like such a level of genius that's also been developed over time that is I mean I feel that way also about like Federer when you when you watch Federer or like even just hear him in interviews where he's just like, he's just, he's doing something that's completely different, operating on kind of like a, a plane that is like very different than I think most tennis players. Yeah. No, interesting though. No, but I was thinking about the Jordan thing too, because of the Scotty Pippen, poor Scotty. Oh, breaks oh. your heart that, you know, Scotty and that. But it's this thing, it was like, you know, it's like, would Scotty Pippen have been the player that he was if he wasn't playing with you know what i'm saying even though he's always in the shadow of jordan in that way but like would scotty pippen have been the kind of the in history you know what i'm saying it's like that type of yeah. combination like raised him up in a certain sense well know? and that's and that's what i think about like i mean in certain certain art historical context certain gallery contexts right it's just like even i mean the cliches of like rivalries like picasso and brock like you know is, is that like a jordan pippen thing where like for a while like you know, was Brock was probably made a better painter by Picasso for a stretch. And then when they kind of break off Brock, I mean, it's still a great painter, but is not like pushing the envelope in the same way. Uh, and but don't you think that but for me being the, I don't know, you know, the dark minded person that I am, but don't you think that that's also kind of like reflects this more like, like apparatus of access to power and like, you know, and kind of 
like, you know, the art industry is so much made up of these, like, just person, people, you know, it's just, it's just people doing things for other people, doing things the, for the other whim, people, you know? Biases. Yeah, exactly. And kind of the whims of that. And then, you know, kind of having that associative kind of circle and then you being able to rise because you've operated in a certain way. There's like, there's so many artists out there that I'm like, you know, even younger ones that are like kind of coming up and I'm just like, your work, like their work is like so bad, but they're so great at networking. You know, they're so yeah. great at being like, there and being you know making those connections and that gives them the show at this this gallery and then this better gallery and then the small museum and then this other museum and then this you know what i'm saying and you're just looking at like you know over 10 years them advancing from yeah doing like whatever crappy project space blah 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 little things here and there to kind of showing at little installers here and there and whatever and you're just like and you're just like how does and in my mind, I'm just like, this is like, not fair. <laughs> like, you know, because they're well, just like- Totally, totally. But this is maybe, this, and this is maybe good advice for artist listeners. I mean, this will be a blind <laughs> item, so I won't name any names. But I remember doing a studio visit with an artist many years ago, um, who's now quite successful, like around our age. And, and this artist was explaining like a pretty like big museum came to them and was like, oh, we want you to do this like small thing for us. And they were like, and, and the artist was like, no, I want a big show. I want you to give me a big show. And they were like, all right, you can have a big show. <laughs> I was like, like, is that how this works? Like you can just like, show up and be like, be like, no, I'd like a big, which like, I mean, the level of balls to do that. But I think that like, that is a real talent. And I guess that is very different than sports where like, if you can't, if you can't uh, like hit, you know, nine out of 10 free throws or you can't bat like 300 like you just can't be on the team right it's like yeah. you, can't you get work. kicked off you get yeah. you get retired you get drafted and you get traded yeah. yeah maybe you have a specialty you join the special teams section of the football team you can do one thing well but uh yeah you can't like you can't like network your way into the the, exactly. the that's the thing it's like the talent you know like it's just like you know it's more pure it's more it's more not pure, but it's like there's like there's this kind of there's more meritocracy maybe. Not well, you know, to a certain you know, to, to, there is there is to a certain degree. I mean, every like every industry is fraught, you know, obviously. But you know, this idea of at the end of the day, like if you can't if you cannot if you cannot if you can't make those threes, if you can't you know if you can't play the good D, if you can't you know what I'm saying, if you're not doing it and you're not and and it's over and over again, like you it, you you can't you can no longer participate. Well, it's you know? like when tries, tries to play baseball and they're like, they humor him for a little bit because he's bringing in the fans. I think when he's like, it's in like AAA or whatever. And then it's like, yeah, like you're just not good enough at baseball. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. you just can't. Like no matter how, no matter who you are, no matter how much, you know, if you, if, you can, if you don't have it, you don't have it, you know? And I just definitely think that that's something with the art like world that it's just, it's like, I don't know. For me, I was... Uh, it's I mean obviously there's that's why art is great because there is that like super ambiguity of things yeah. you know and just doing a big yes like he's emphatic I think, I, think, I think that that's I think that's what makes talking about art and uh kind of being mixed up in it so fun because unlike I mean when you you can hate certain uh sports players you can be like oh like that guy seems like a jerk or he's overrated but at the end of the day it's like if someone's scoring like 40 points a game in basketball you're like 
as a, as a very good basketball player. Whereas it, in art, we can truly be like, someone's getting a retrospective and they're like lionized their whole career. And it's like, okay to just say like, this person's a fraud. Like this person is just like- Like Marlene like, Dumas. Yeah, yeah, like Marlene <laughs> Dumas. Like, I'm sorry, absolute fraud. Like, I'm like, like why, how? Like, so I've just lived, but for me, that's the type of situation where I'm just like, please just stop. Like everybody, yeah. Everybody stop your emperor has no clothes thing on for what, like for one goddamn second and just face the music and just be real about this, you know? I don't know. Like, totally fine. She can like put some paintings and shows, but like not, it is complete. I would say that about Kiefer too. I mean, obviously has art historical importance, but like get a grip. I mean, please, yeah. <laughs> we do not need these like museums devoted to these, like, you know, 30, 40,000 square foot shows. Like, holy shit. See, but this is the thing that I find suffocating about the art world because there is this kind of like predominant like not only is that the norm that is the goal you know what I'm saying like there is like just like there is like yeah like there is like there has been there has been some sort of weird formula where somebody people have there have been these steps along the way where a certain artist like had the right connections, had the right access, had the right resources, you know, had, you know what I'm saying? Obviously there's ups and downs in ours, you know what I'm saying? But the kind of, the, the kind of, the, the, the whole trajectory of their kind of career has placed them in this type of, you know, position. And then there's this whole ecosystem that has become reliant and dependent on that main, being maintained that status, right? Yeah. And the people will fight until the end of their lives, you know what I'm saying? To kind of keep maintaining that 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 position and that person's the person's uh, whatever thing in that and I just think that that's for me that find I find that so frustrating and suffocating because it diminishes like I don't know diminishes like the just the the environment it's like sucking it's like there's only so much air in the room and yeah, it's getting well, allocated yeah. to this thing and so the rest of the 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 the, the, the other plants can't breathe you know it's like yeah, you know i think about that a lot i mean it's uh yeah it the art world like any industry i guess like it's a zero-sum game i mean there's like a limited amount of resources and yeah if someone is sucking up that that attention and space and energy, like it will kind of ossify or delay other things. And that's why I feel like with, with sports, it always strikes me that one thing that seems exciting about rooting for like a sports team, uh, or even to, to a degree like in tennis where you're rooting for individual players, is that like there's a real attractive like arc to these careers in the sense that like, you know, you're a Knicks fan, like you, you can remember like glory days of like Patrick Ewing and like you're like you have those memories and then there's always kind of like hope with like oh like maybe it's like this new season's going to be great and there are kind of like new players to root for but there's also like yeah and so there's this continual sense of renewal maybe even if it's like with the Knicks like oh boy it's like waiting decades <laughs> whereas like yeah with with art it's like someone can I mean for sure artists fade but like yeah once people get to a certain point it's kind of like, oh boy, every two years, we got another one of these shows coming up. And like, yes, like, exactly. like, like in 10 years, we're gonna have to have to see this at the Whitney retrospective and like, oh, can it go away? Um, and so, yeah, like the fading away uh, or like the kind of like natural arc with sports is really exciting. But then I guess what's cool about art is there, there can be those kind of like real surprises where like, 
I don't know, like you think you know Cy Twombly and then like late in life, he goes wild and just does these crazy paintings or de Kooning where you're like- Kooning's only one. De Kooning's honestly like that de Kooning MoMA show from like what, 10 years ago? How long ago is it now? Yeah. Well, that's still such a standout, you know? But now we have like cause at like the Brooklyn Museum. It's like, shoot me in the fucking face. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just, well, he, I saw that he's a Nets fan. He's, uh, I saw he, he's I fine. He, he's fine, but it's just you know, it's just like I, I don't. It's just there is like there's such, and it's not about him. It's about the kind of institution, the structural, the structural mechanism, and it's like you know the kind of ap the the operative mode in which everything is working on, you know, yeah. and the kind of just that fucking power you know what i'm saying it's like it's like just you cannot defeat it you will not win it's whatever it is what it is but at the same time it's like it's so i don't know it's very disheartening it's a little just like ugh, you know yeah it's a little yeah. Ugh. Maybe, but anyway maybe, maybe it'd be cool maybe. if be a museum and this wouldn't work for a lot of reasons that's not even necessarily a great idea but it'd be funny if a museum had like term limits for like because i think part of the problem is like you get curators at certain places and they're just there for like 30, 40 years, which God bless them, they build up expertise and that's important and you're supporting a collection. But what if an institution was just like, every three years, we're just gonna like hire a whole new curatorial team and they can bring in like whatever weird biases they want, or just like, we're only gonna do shows of people who like haven't had a show in 10 years or like have never, I don't know. I would love that, I would love that. You it's know, it's, I'm obsessed with watching these uh, K-drop anyways, but um, that's what I'm gonna be my, my anyways but i'll go into that a little more but then like you know in like the in korea like you know the prosecutors and stuff they like get cycled out like they only live in a certain area for like you know a few years and then they yeah. get transferred to a location because being in some being in a place for too long kind of they increases the chances of nepotism and these kind of this kind of thing this influence and that's for me, like, that's just like, that is what you're speaking of, you know? This that is of, like, so interesting. I love that. I did not know that. And that reminds me that it used to be much more common, but uh, historically at newspapers, um, some newspapers would do that, where if you covered, say, business or you covered, like, uh, mergers and acquisitions, investment banking, then after two or three years, you would have to go cover politics. So you'd have to go cover the art industry. The idea being that, yeah, like if you're around people for too long, you make friends and you lose your judgment and you're no longer yes. able to kind of be impartial. Um, yeah, but, like we're yeah. human. I mean, I understand it's like human, it's we're all humans, you know, it's like this, it's all built into our nature, you know, that kind of bond making and that kind of favor, scratch your back, scratch my back kind of thing, you know, and you know rising like I mean and it's it's necessary like you know all the art movements all, all the all the great stuff you know all the things that we study that were like oh my god that was so cool like surrealism all this you know what I'm saying it's just a bunch of friends hanging out like doing shit together and showing each other and just yeah, kind of yeah. keeping that going you know what I'm saying and then doing that like so it's it's really important and but then there's just like this kind of level where then it's just as like you know why why do we the public have to suffer for your this thing <laughs> that's like yeah. just producing shitty it's like that's lionizing you know certain artists like ad infinitum forever that doesn't need to be there i don't know yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. sports it's it's great like honestly like people like i don't understand people who don't like sports like it's it's the most beautiful game it's it's physical like the physical the physical like yeah. i don't know expression of it and just then also just this idea of like 
a team and work and labor and time. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. People that, yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I'm always weirded out by people who have like no interest in sports. Cause it's like, we're human beings. We've been spending like our entire existence on this earth, like doing physical things, competing. And like, it is so beautiful to see people. Move. So beautiful. I can't wait for the Olympics. Oh, like literally like when the Olympics are around, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't need friends, lovers or food. I'm like, I'm like good. I'm like yeah. super. I love, I love that you also get to like become an expert instantly in like every sport. It's like, oh yeah. Like I know about curling and I know like, oh, this is so good. And like, oh, these are how the rules actually work. And like, like you know, biathlon. <laughs> No, for me, I have this horrible thing where I'll watch, I'll watch like the Olympics. I'm like, maybe I should take up fencing. Maybe I should do like, maybe I should like do some like dressage. Maybe I should get into dressage. They're really cool. A friend of mine in college was, uh, was an Olympic fencer. And that is like the coolest sport, I think, to be able to, oh, the level of precision and agility and, uh, yeah, but maybe this is a segue, not before we do Rex and Rands, when, we, when we're talking about kind of like legacies and supporting artists, uh, PPOW, I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, of course, Legendary Gallery, I think. Legends, I think, living legends. I think like 40 years or so, almost 40 years. I guess like, I think it's like 83, right? Okay, yeah, 83. Like 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for people listening in, there's a great article in uh, T Magazine, which is written uh, by Alice Newell Hansen. And it's a really like comprehensive profile of uh, legendary long, now one of the longest running galleries. Uh, and Jamie, of course, worked at, worked Many at moons. how long, like 10 years, eight years? No, I wasn't, I was there for like five years. Oh, five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was many, many moons. I was like, a, I was a wee child. I was a wee nugget of a person. That was, that was like a real formative experience for you. Very formative, very formative. Mentors, mentors for life, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, what, um, what was that like? Well, PPW stands for uh, Penny Pilkington. Yeah, tell, tell people, people who read the article who don't know. Yeah. So it's uh, the galleries of Penny Pilkington and uh, Wendy Oslop. They started the gallery in Lower East Side in 83. Um, and they're just badass, badass art dealers. They started, I think their first show was Sue Co, right? Was yeah. that correct? Yeah, first yeah. 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 show was Sue Co. It was incredible, yeah. incredible artists. And, they, and through the years, they've just worked with some incredible artists. And they were part of the first kind of wave of Lower East Side um, gallery scene, you know, that the cool, the hip, the old New York that we all we all covet and dream that we imagine we still live in, but we obviously don't. Um, but yeah, no, just like that kind of whole, that whole landscape and that really making this kind of New York scene in a way and at the pulse of it. And, you know, they work with David Wanarovich and they now represent his estate and Martin Wong, who is just like the most amazing human. And they worked with Carrie Mae Weems for a really long time, um, really brought her up in her career. Yeah, I was, um, that was something I learned from this article. I didn't know. Yeah, no, really Carrie Mae Weems was like the representative for, for a really long time. And um, yeah, no, they've had just so many uh, different artists and just pivotal artists like Carly Schneeman, they represented they've, uh, Martha Wilson. It's just like this kind of amazing legacy of both intersecting, you know, the artists that are, you know, doing issues of politics, gender, feminism, you know, all this kind of range of all of the, you know, politically um, engaged and discursive works, but then also, 
you know, artists that, you know, are great just painters and, you know, sculptors and varieties and mediums. And yeah, no, it's just like to be around for that long and this, and to not be like, you know, crazy, like monster gallery, you that's know, and get like that's, it's really been, um, yeah, like to be able to maintain uh, consistency, integrity, and, you know, and do it for all these many years and be in New York and be kind of, you know, starting in Lower East Side and going to Chelsea, you know, like the, and just and then like going back now they're in uh, Tribeca and, you know, just kind of being a part, being, you know, part of the kind of evolving structure of it, but still big being forefront, like forerunners of it, like in, in every turn is something that's like really impressive. And for them to not be like completely subsumed by this like more, you know, like, I don't know, bureaucrat, like, you know, like corporatized landscape of the art world is, is hyper impressive, it's hyper impressive. You know, it's like Metro Pictures, we didn't talk about it, like, you know, something that Russet actually worked at for a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just like an incredible stalwart gallery that, you know, I was shocked when they announced that they closed, right? When did they close? They, uh, I think they're doing their final shows and they, yeah, they announced it, I guess a couple months ago now, but yeah, that was it's like that, they're like, yeah, but like, like Penny and Wendy, like they never were as like, big and like a big and like a this larger, like, cause they, you know, Metro Pictures they have kind of like a, a bigger roster. Like they have like, you know, like, um, you know, Cindy Sherman, especially, you know what I'm saying? They had a different kind of scale. They're like a bigger scale in a certain sense, but kind of, the business model I think, was sort of yeah. similar, like keep one yeah. gallery, keep to a degree, like a lot of the same artists. And what I love about the about the tea article is like they're pretty open about the fact that like there were many years. I think I think one of them says it was like even like it was like basically like the whole nineties. They were just like it kind of sucked. So like we we like we weren't selling a lot. Uh, you know, it was obviously a traumatic period in terms of politics and AIDS coming out of Reagan. And um, yeah, they kind of powered through. And it's it's interesting. Yeah, you were saying the monster gallery. I mean, now these galleries have become so big. I saw Artnet did a thing, I think it was last week, just talking about like the number of artists that these galleries now represent. And I don't have it in front of me, but it was, I think like, you know, the Gagosian Pace Housers, it was like, you know, 80, 90 artists in estates. And at that point, like, you're just like a, basically like a diversified, it's like you're a holding company, right? And so it's like <laughs> one part of the market, like if people are not, are no longer interested for a moment in, this kind of like minimalist art well we have these like great painters over here are like you know you can then dive into some other thing to support the business whereas yeah the ppow metro model was definitely like a more coherent i think program and there are ppow still doing it the interesting bit of news in the article also is i think it's penny who says uh gets asked about starting like an overseas gallery and she says like ah, like we wouldn't rule it out so I thought that was interesting. Like maybe there will be a day where there's like a PPOW London or somewhere else. I kind of I find it hard to imagine because like they've been so um, kind of like hardcore New Yorkers, but uh, yeah, interesting. No, it's definitely one of these things where it's like you're, it's, yeah, like it's so unique and like anybody that's worth any salt of any anything or gives a crap about art in any way, like has to like respect, like, you know, like like everything that they've done, you know, because it's been so consistent, so 
um, unwavering. And yeah, no, it's just like, it's incredible. And to kind of have this kind of like this partnership, like for me, like that's also another aspect, like of Penny and Wendy as individuals, you know, like having a part, like, I don't know, like having a relationship and having a partnership like that for like 40, you know, like nearly about 40 years, you know, and having that, like, I'm sure like, you know, so, you know, I know like, like I worked with, I mean, I have a great relationship with the person I did my gallery with, but, um, you know, like I have friends who, and other people who've had spaces or have, have worked collaboratively as artists and, you know, whatever, and this falls apart, you know, because of life and personalities and histories and things unsaid, blah, 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 you know? And the idea of like, you know, these two kind of really badass <laughs> women coming from like this like tiny ass storefront and then kind of being able to keep evolving and stay together. You know what I'm saying? Stay like, you know, in this in this type of dynamic relationship, like for all those years. It's like I I hope that I can have, you know. Yeah. I think like, you know, it's like, it's like more than, it's like more than a marriage. It's more than a friend, you know, it's like, it's like, it's a whole different kind of animal when you're working with someone in like that way. And just like, I, I think that that that's probably like a, such a gift and like such a rarity to have someone that you're like, you know what I'm saying? Have that deep of a like relationship with for that many years. It's like, I, I really don't know many people like in this industry that, you know what I'm saying? Like have, that type of alliance and that type of, you know, um, yeah. I don't know loyalty yeah. to each other. And then, yeah, showing those artists. Oh my gosh, Martin Juan, that is, and Von Arova. I'm so like, I'm like ecstatic to see his, you know, his, him being more, I don't know, recognized because he's just, yeah, that's definitely I know, something. you were on that tip so long ago. And of course, <laughs> W was like long before then. And now it's- I was like, Martin Juan, Martin Juan. Yeah. I was like, Martin Juan, Martin Juan. It's no, but yeah, no, everyone, I, this should be the article and this should go, it's just like, this, yeah, it's one of the I don't, this isn't too, this isn't too internal baseball. I haven't, I haven't worked there for a really long time. So it's not like, you know, it's not yeah, this isn't, full uh, disclosure, this is, but, this um, but no, but it's definitely like, yeah, it's like, and they just, they deserve every, every article, every, every like on everything. So yeah. <laughs> Legends. Uh, legends yeah. legends amongst us exactly legends amongst us. also super stylish they're just super great <laughs> they're just cool that's true they're just cool they're just cool it's hard yeah. to, to be like cool and like to be real in this industry oh my god yeah to be actually are not actually like, yeah. like especially like yeah. once they're more advanced in their careers like are not very cool no they're not they like it's nice it's, people they can be fine people but they're not like actually cool and kind of like winded, yeah winded. no i saw this person who i knew that i know that he's he's now a director of this really great gallery like really 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 good gallery and he's just as like he's and i was like oh you know he's like he's but it's just like i don't yeah i'm just like where are you like where did you go like where did your personality go it's like disappeared but you know life happens life Anyways. happens yeah. Um, should we do Rex and Rants? Yes, Rex and Rants. I want you to go first. I All right. Go first. I'm going to do first. I feel like my, so this wreck for, for a lot of people is going to be like so basic. They're going to be like, how is he wrecking this? But it was new to me when I moved to Korea. Like I was not even familiar with it at all. Was just Makuli. Makuli, yes. Like, yes. like I like vaguely had probably seen it on menus when I'd gone to K-Town or something. But here, makgeolli, Korean rice wine, is like, 
uh, and I say it's say rice wine, but it really is like kind of like beer. It's carbonated. It's cloudy. It is like white, it is, white looking. Yeah. Exactly. It's white like a little like, ooh, it's like oh, kind of like, you know, like the first time you look at it, you're like, ooh, what's that? Um, kind of looks like horchata, even certain colors of it. Well, like, see many looking at first, so that might throw people off. <laughs> Just yeah, to be you're like, oh, like, can I drink that? That looks, but it's so delicious. And I was excited to read here in the uh, English language Korean papers that there is the first uh, Makoli company has opened in Brooklyn. And it's called, really? it's called Hana Makoli, which I guess means one Makoli because it's like the first one. I think it's. Write it down. Yeah, Hana Makoli. And I guess, so I, I'm still learning about like the intricacies of it. I guess, despite the name, they're not brewing technically Makoli. They're brewing, uh, it's Takchu, which is like the more uh, like high concentrated, high alcohol. I think it becomes Makoli if it gets diluted or filtered down to a, like a lower percentage. But apparently business is booming. People love it. Uh, and it's even like hard to get bottles like you have to like place orders in advance or if you go I think they have a tap room in Brooklyn and I googled it I want to say it's over oh now I'm forgetting it's on Dumont Street that's over in Bushwick right is Dumont Bushwick uh, Dumont's I think Dumont's over by in Williamsburg oh okay yeah I'm gonna do it right here but anyway it look oh sorry no no it's open Greenpoint excuse me totally oh, wrong. it's up in Greenpoint um, and anyway, I don't know, from what they described, it sounds like they're making very delicious stuff. And here I loved it because um, every convenience store has it. It's super cheap. They have it in all different flavors. Like some of them are flavored with like uh, quite aggressive like banana or strawberry. And then you can also get like sweet potato. Some are made with uh, even like greens, like herbs. Uh, and like, if you just get like a big uh, like seafood pancake or if you're having like some barbecue, it just tastes like so good. It tastes like yeah. you're drinking like the earth, basically. And apparently they claim it has like all sorts of- uh, It's medicinal, uh, you're drinking medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what always comes up when you, read the, when you read the labels from the companies is they say it has like lactic acid and probiotics. And I don't know, I, I find it helps the digestion. I love it. So if you come across Makali, anyone, or go to Hana Makali, uh, and when you come to Korea, just like buy as much as you can because it's like two bucks. And the history of it, which I, I've been going on for too long, but the history of it is so fascinating. It's like every family used to make it here. And then under Japanese colonial rule, it became kind of banned. At various points, it was heavily taxed. Uh, but now there's like a makoli renaissance going on in Korea. And there are all these like craft brewers. And you can get, I guess the real thing to get, I've only had it a few times, is the live makoli. So it's not pasteurized, it's raw. It's like kombucha. Yeah, it only lasts like a couple days, but um, you can find it. And then that is like, it's like super effervescent and really it tastes like, whoa, like I'm just like drinking rice from the field and it is so damn good. So that's my, that's my rack. I love that. I love that. It, it is, it is really, it's one of those things like once you drink, if you, once you drink it and you like it, you're just kind of, yeah, you're like, what, why have I lived without this? Yeah. Like what it's like, it's like this like food beverage effervescence. It's really a special thing. It's a very amazing drink. It's really good. No, I love that. Oh, I love the Korea in you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now it's only I can learn the language. <laughs> I'm like truly like, yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I starred. But um, okay, so I have a rack. It's also it's also Korean related. I think it's maybe like it's just in the air. I don't know, Korean in the air. 
but no, so me, mine's way less whatever. So I'm like a bit like just obsessed with uh, K dramas. I know that's also like super old news. The K drama craze, but I literally cannot stop watching them. Like I, and it's, it's, it's psychotic because they're like 16 episodes long, like one seasons or usually, they're usually like 16 episodes they're long. long. They're long. Like these are like, and for me though, it really works because like I read, like I also read like, um, like epic fantasies, you know? So this wow. is, and like, I love like, like, you know, old, like Austin, like shit like that, like Dickens crap, you know what I'm saying? These, long, these like long form, like whatever's, you know? And this is like very much kind of taps into that thing that I like. And I'm just obsessed with these K dramas. Like they're so great. Like they're so sense. They're just so many tears. So much like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh very my emotional. gosh. Super emotional, super like twisty and turny. But they're also kind of have they, they're kind of they're slow because they're so long. They dance. It's like oh, I love, them, I love them. I love them. Top, the top so, um, the one that I watched, so I've been kind of doing a mix of like a little bit like of uh, not super old, but like like things that are like set in the old, like there's like Crash Landing on You, like I just watched that. That show that. is insane. That show so is arranged. I watched so I watch Crash Landing on You. I watched, I think, like an episode and a half. I've heard it gets really good. It was just like, yeah. really, the plot of it is, I mean, you should tell what the plot is. It's the most amazing. So you, you, that's one of the things where I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't think I like this. And then I like tr tr tried a few more. And by the time you get to like the fourth or fifth episode, you're like, okay, I, I'm into this. But it does take a few episodes. But essentially it's like this like kind of, everyone's this is the thing like everyone's really there's always a conglomerate so like there's like these genres so basically like there's like you're either like a rich you work at like a crazy business conglomerate group and there's like there's like all these infightings about the family and like who's going to inherit the company like that's like and so she, this main character she's part of that kind of that kind of thing in, in korea but she paracels her way into north korea <laughs> right she and then she meets she meets this like, she meets this like very like, and all the men are like super fucking hot and stoic and like kind of emotionally like just reserved and like buried. But then like they care about this like one, one you know, they, they get this like, they they do anything to protect or to care for it. And so basically there's a hijinks in suit. But so that there's that one. And then there's this other one that's kind of newer setting. It's called It's One Class. And like coming up, like, you know, like there's kind of like a startup company, there's revenge plots and like, but all these, and then uh, there's just, so, there's so many, like I've just started watching a more goofy one that's like, it's okay to not be okay. That's actually shorter form and it's more goofy, like comedy, but there's still these twists and turns. But like, no, they're all like, there's, there's not a, they're, they're all, they're all good. Like I've watched so many at this point and it's, but it's really interesting the kind of story structure of, you know, the kind of like, there's these characters, it's just like a guy and a girl and this like this, the family thing. And they also really love things about like cops and prosecutors oh, and like, you know, and like, and like, and, and like, they, there's always stories about like corruption and like, you know, like, like the big corruption, like the, the plot, the plot of corruption and the kind of oh. web of corruption. And it's so crazy. And then, um, oh, for me, like uh, one that I really love is Vincenzo, like that I just like really super love. Um, Cause it mixes like both Italian and Korean, which is maybe my vibe anyways, but like, it's really great. But it's like always this kind of thing. But the, the thing that's also really great is so there's this main kind of central character, which is usually like a boy and a man and a woman. It's very hetero, it's, you know. 
pretty hard heteronormative in that sense. But then there's like these cast of characters, like there's these, these friend groups that just are really, just really endearing. And I don't know, I, I have to, anybody that needs to like suck down a few days of their life and wants to turn off their brain um, should watch K-dramas. And Netflix has like a slew of them. And I, I would recommend starting with like something like Vincenzo first, because it's a little bit more like high paced and kind of like, you know, like that. Um, but there's just so, there's just so, there's so many and I've literally watched so many and I, I, it's like become a problem, but <laughs> I really love them. And it's, it's incredible. It's great. Like the combination of the, like the plots having to kind of like the rip from the headlines, like conglomerate and corruption stuff. And then, yeah, like just like certain, like also like, I mean, one thing is also like, there's not a lot of like making out, right? There's always like, it's like it's holding hands. No sex scenes. No sex scenes. Yeah. No sex scenes. And there's not a lot of blood and gore and violence, like, you know, which I kind of, I kind of appreciate because I get a little like squeamish with that stuff when I see that. Um, but yeah, no, like the, like, even like insinuate, like, like some of these, like they don't ever like sleep together in the same room. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're yeah, just the like, they, the like they like kiss, like, once or they like hold hands or it's 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 for my, so someone like me who like loves like kind of like this like you know like whatever pride and prejudice vibe things you know it's just like oh my god oh my god <laughs> you know it's like, and i have and the women are beautiful the clothing are is incredible the style the style like the the, yeah. the, the, the outfits are great like the, the hair makeup the, the guys are just so hot like it's crazy so no it's just like it's like a visual win-win and yeah no it's, it's great i highly recommend i highly recommend oh that's awesome oh, korea i can't wait to see you oh my god okay, wait you gotta come through everyone should come through uh order new york misses you though it feels different without you here new york misses you miss new york we'll be back uh at some point near the end of the year for a visit and then uh nice. yeah we'll see but uh all right thanks for yeah, yeah. yeah sorry we're just we just we just kind of rambled but andrew and i just wanted to catch up and you guys got to catch up with us i guess i think yeah. this was a great one but uh, <laughs> uh thank you for everyone tuning in. and uh go see some good art everyone go see some yeah go art. see some art and what's the email art party pod at gmail art party pod at gmail.com Cool. All right, we're gonna pull it out and we'll like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Okay.